This week we discuss HGV training and the price of fish. So let's strap down, strap in and do this. This is just another trucking podcast. Hello and welcome to Just Another Trucking Podcast with me, Chris. And alongside me once again, as always, is my good friend, co-host. And this week, it's Mr. Unlucky. It's Tom. <laughs> yeah, that that's... Uh, someone, I think someone put in my comments, if you didn't have any bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all. And that is remarkably true. I yeah. th- This was truly a week to test me. Um I will put one of my, one of my topics does go into this, but holy mackerels, yeah, <laughs> it was a bad week. It was an astonishingly bad week. It was a week, and you got paid for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 no other way. It it was just a week. Uh, one. The, the only way it could be a better week is if you weren't here. Uh, what on the podcast? Wow, that's that's yeah. me. Wow, that's that's yeah. harsh. I did I did actually say in the, um, in the vlog, um, it could be worse. I could still be working for, you know, that other yeah. company, the one the one we don't talk about anymore. The one that, the one that whose name is like Voldemort. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That they who must not be named. <laughs> A bit of wow. Are we going full nerd on this uh, on the podcast already? We're not even we're not even two like two minutes in. We've already gone full nerd. Yes, yes, he's added time for me putting the beginning bit in for once. Huh? Round of applause for Tom, because you I? said not even two minutes in. So by the time I've added the bit at the beginning, it'll be almost two minutes. That's true. I mean, when I said it, it was exactly one minute and <laughs> 20 seconds. So go ahead and work that one in. Yeah, yeah, work, work that one in. Good luck. Right. Before I decide <laughs> to uh, kill my... Uh, good buddy and friend this week we actually are joined by a guest aren't we she's not that bloody van driver is she uh no the van driver has upgraded what she's 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 like she's one of us one of no, us. she's better than one you because she's not a tipper driver wow wow that's harsh yep. but she is she's full class one now she's class she's, one. she's 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 become part of the part of the the, the proper truckers as yeah. such. By the way, yeah, anyone who's good. listening to class two, uh, who's a class two driver, uh, suck it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I mean, I figured we, we keep alienated people. Let's just go for our audience as well. Why not? Uh... <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about the, the yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So who is it? Who's our guest? Uh, it's Haley. Did you just have to look at the paper to, to know? No, I was looking at the you know, next no. bit on the paper. You, you you definitely looked at the paper just before I you said looking, the name. Yeah, because I was looking to see if I'd wrote anything else down. <laughs> like what, what do you reckon, Hayley? Do you reckon that's bullshit or not? Sounds like it to me. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds <laughs> like it to me as well. <laughs> I could have just looked at the screen, you see, because it says a name on there. Exactly. No. And that would have been a lot more sly as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What can I say? Come on, Chris. How are we doing? Can we just defend Chris and say he's not feeling too well today? No. Yeah, no, we, we cannot. We, we categorically everybody, cannot. Everybody have a big sigh. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there we go. 
That's all right. I'll put it in post-editing. <laughs> what? <laughs> like proper, like full audience. Oh. Yep. yep. We've said violin music <laughs> so, go in the lot. So what? So we now we're now not only a podcast. We have a live studio audience that we only only does oz doesn't laugh doesn't do anything other than that just they literally might just... laugh but they didn't pay enough for the tickets for this week <laughs> so they're not allowed are we are the studio audience are they are they following covid regulations i mean how how is this working i, I don't know i, I feel like Let's we need to this way one cat's on this end of the bed and one's on the other end of the bed so yeah there's <laughs> about two meters between whoa. Them. whoa 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 we now need to dig into this further because what you're now suggesting is that your cats have become like fully sentient and are now able to talk. And yep. not only that, they're now interacting with the podcast as it goes on. Yep. And this is why I said last week, cats are the best pets. And how many drugs right now? <laughs> right. Let's move on. Question, Your Honor. <laughs> Haley. So what's it, what's it like to be a, a full class one driver? What's it like to have uh, to have finally passed? Well, I'm not a full class one driver, not yet. Well, but because so uh, yeah, because it's C one plus E, is it not? No. Is it not? Is it just cat C? No, I'm I'm category C now, and then yeah. I passed C plus E, but they won't let me start yet. So oh I can't right, yeah, start yeah, yeah. For but, another but have, two weeks. Right, you yeah, completely license. threw me there for a second. Yeah, yeah. but I'm still a van driver. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she said that with smile on her face as well. It's funny. I um, when I got my class one, um, I had had a had a family bereavement and um, I'd been left some money, and I had it had this money set aside, and I thought I'll. I'll invest it in myself as such for down the line. And I use that excuse with all my money. <laughs> it's all all invested for further down the line, yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, I'd invested it in because I was going to continue working for Travis Perkins, but then it kind of became clear I, I needed to kind of have more money as such. So, but and it, it what, during that period because because I was still on a class two. I still didn't kind of class myself as a as a full Arctic driver as such, even yeah, though I did have I, I had that paper in my hands as such. I, I had it on on there. I, I definitely I had the license for it, but you just you still don't until you're behind the wheel as such. You just don't feel like it, do you? Yeah. So yeah, did you were you on were you on a wagon and drag learning at some point? I'm sure I saw that on one of your videos. Yeah, that's right. I did all of my training in a wagon and drag. Which was absolutely tiny compared to what I'll actually be driving, but it was still an interesting experience. I thought they were longer, the the wagon and drags. Am I not right in saying that? Well, Te the this one overall length. This one was like an ex-military one, apparently. What they train with the military, but to stand next to it, I mean, you know, when I stand next to my own truck, my head goes under the mirror. But in this one, I was taller than than the mirror, so obviously you, that can give you an idea that they're not actually that big compared yeah, to but cab, cab what you're traditionally and, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty small, probably about less than a meter longer than my actual rigid. 
that I drove. It was actually wow. quite small. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they do that, don't they? A lot of training companies now use the smallest legal size yeah. they can use for the test to make it easier. So, like, I do mine in a Arctic, but the trailer was only a 10-meter trailer. Well, again, mine, the one that I had, mine, mine was only a, that was only a dual axle, and that one wasn't a full, a full length trailer. Oh, no, it was, it was definitely short. Well, it wasn't, wasn't quite into urban territory. As yeah, such, it's but... 10 meters, it'll be. I think yeah. that's the small they can use. But they do yeah. it to make life easier. It's yeah. a kind Nothing. of shortcut way, isn't it? Yeah. A cheating way. But it, how was, how was, do you get more space or less space, or is it the same space um, for your reversing manoeuvre, as in like the actual width? Because would you not need? Would you not need same. more? For, you know the, the reverse bay parking that you have yeah, to do. It's the same, isn't it? Everything is it, oh, is is it, is, same, yeah. Is it actually exactly yeah. the same? All right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's measured off the smallest possible size vehicle they can use which is why they use a shorter trailer because they would still use the same like marked out areas for a 13 meter trailer but it would make it harder. All oh, right. I mean this See, was like I'm, actually, I'm learning stuff now. <laughs> but Hang it, on. So this podcast has become educational. Mm, it has it's to not be going quite that far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let, let's okay. not let's not push ourselves. I, I don't think educational is quite. Uh, I don't think we're quite into that territory there. But no, that's 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 actually. I, I, I'd, I'd, it's something that I had wondered for quite a while. If um, until until I saw your videos, um, I'd I'd kind of had wondered if you got a cat C one plus E, which is technically that's what because that's technically what you got, is it not? Is that not wagon no. and drag C one plus E? It's, it's full no. C plus E because they changed the law. Apparently, I'm not sure yes. what year they changed it in, but now you can C1 do your license is seven and a half ton. You can do your license in in the drawbar, and you don't get the restriction on there like you used to have. So oh, I've got the right. Full C so plus it e. was like that, yeah. but it's been changed. Right, yes. right. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, that's quite. That's, that's genuine. I'm, I, that's actually quite interesting. I did. I never knew that. I never knew that. Um, I mean, they've yeah. let me in the Arctic twice so far, only because I was driving them mad because I was just dying to have a go. Yeah, uh, chomping at the bit. Yeah. So I've had one day going forwards and one day going backwards, and it, it's it's easier going forwards. <laughs> it's it is, uh, but I. I'm going to try and say this without it sounding sexual but it's i don't find it's about the length it's it's about the girth of such <laughs> i know I, I could probably pick a better word uh, but with girth but you, you kind of you get it but that, that's what i found because when i when i first got in the arctic i i i'd imagined i'd be kind of shitting myself about how long it was but i actually found i was quite comfortable with that um like it didn't it didn't feel that that much of a head fuck as such it was more about the width of the vehicle and because i was already used to that width because i'd already been in doing the class twos and obviously they are the same they are the same width there yeah that that was the thing that kind of i i kind of struggled to well that that, that was the thing that i actually found it was just 
once once you kind of got used to the width of the vehicle, it doesn't really matter how long it is. It's it, oh, it does. Well, obviously, it does for you, yes. Um, but but he's he's going to talk about how he's amazing and now he's a proper trucker above no, me I'm and not. you. You're not? not. Is that not no, your topic I'll... this week? No, I want to move on to my topic though. I want to talk about the price of fish. And the silence pulls in. Predominantly, the price of salmon. It's getting bloody expensive to slap cyclists. Slap cyclists now. Wait. Wait. What? Is what? this genuine your topic? Yes. This is what you've brought. Yes. Just you another trucking about... podcast. Fish. Yeah. I, I, you and I want to talk, talk about, about price fish prices. Yes. Yes, the price of fish. Well, how do we? What? what? Right. No, no. There's a reason behind this. Right. Do you know how much it is to buy a whole salmon? No, I know how much it is to go and get fish and chips. It's bloody expensive for fish and chips, like. No, no, a whole Scottish salmon, right? Sixty pound for a full one. Yes, to slap a cyclist. Wow! So I need. To, I think we need to come up with a a, a solution. <laughs> Can I just point an out? Haley, are you even in on this joke? I have got no idea what is going on right now. <laughs> Brilliant! That makes this topic even a lot harder. Chris, honestly, how much research have you done on this topic? A hell of a lot, actually. <laughs> I do know um, the tuna. I've, um, I've, I, I do read articles on stuff like that in Japan. Like these full-size tuna, they go for yeah. like millions. Well, I can't afford that. We're trying to make a cheaper solution here. Right. Although... Right, as much as I want to argue that the price of salmon needs to be lowered for slapping a cyclist, right? I do think that the price of it at the same time needs to be raised because of the Scottish wagon drivers that are delivering the salmon. They obviously all had a... uh, They went and done a protest, didn't they, in London a couple of months ago? Or was that the shellfish drivers? I I don't know. know. I have not been keeping up with aquatic animal deliveries. I don't know, but I get this. Stone. In January, right, the price of fish fell by eighty <laughs> percent, from sixty pound a box to eight pounds a box. Why do you have to like, hit the cyclist with a fish? Why not just a bat? <laughs> because a bat's counted as too aggressive. <laughs> How do you even reach them out of the window anyway in the Arctic? Because it's so high. And they're on the other side, not even the driver's side. No, you mount the pavement to get them. This fucking topic broken me. This fucking topic has broken me. Do you think maybe, Tom, that this topic was a bad choice? <laughs> I genuinely thought you were joking. I thought this topic, was, I, I thought you were going to go, no, no, I'm just joking. We're talking about da, da, da. And then you were like, no, we're being serious. We're talking about salmon right now. But. <laughs> Price of fish. Research. He just held a notepad up with all of his research about fish. He did, yeah, yeah. That, thank you for <laughs> thank you for verbalising uh, what oh, that yeah, is. On this, this is audio, audio format, at yeah. least one person on the podcast has remembered that this is actually a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but right. 
We did say he wasn't feeling well, though. This could just be an outburst. No, 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 don't, no, don't, no, don't you even <laughs> yeah, dare. Yeah. Don't you even dare. This has quite clearly taken more research. This has, this, this has been ongoing. How, how many days have, have you been thinking about this topic? Uh, since Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so a full week. Every, yeah, and... every moment I've had this week, I've been on the internet researching this. Jesus Christ. Go on then, right. Just hit us up with some of the facts about salmon that you found, because apparently we're not just a trucking, not just another trucking podcast. We also talk about salmon now. That is now part of our that. Well, no, there's a reason behind me talking about the price of salmon. Right, go on, talk about your reasons. And that's because obviously I mentioned a few episodes ago. In fact, quite a few episodes ago. I think it's I think it was our second episode, is it not? Or third? No, I think it was our fourth, the one we're done with Sam K. I mentioned about slapping a cyclist with a salmon. And this because... was an offhand comment. Just yes. one of them offhand that suddenly got so out of control that we now have a t-shirt releasing with prepare to be slapped and our uh, our of a salmon. Yeah, picture of a salmon that yeah. we've got. Right. Well obviously you were Haley's this, and she's just you're... looking absolutely amused <laughs> yeah well this is because of some of our listeners your missus our production team put a post up the other day didn't they asking yeah. what people would like to hear about and somebody actually commented i'm gonna have to find no. it to be exact no yes yes Someone's actually um, requested this topic pretty much yes what, what um, do you mean pretty much that sounds like that sounds like bollocks that no hang on um don't, don't worry mate keep we'll, we'll we'll just kind of keep keep hanging out here while yeah, you go yeah. off this. Talk, you've written you down, talk amongst yourselves you've written down how the price of salmon has come down 80 percent at some point but you didn't think to write down the name of the person who brought this topic to the table no why would i do in, that in, in your own time chris Anyways, uh, yeah Haley, how's your day been um have, have you had a good weekend yeah we'll, not we'll so just... bad thank you yeah, right, yeah. here we go. Oh, okay. Well, well you, you're ready now. You've, you've yeah. got the information, well, have you? Yeah. It wasn't quite to do with the price of it, but Sam Powell 55 said, who sells the best salmon to whack cyclists with? And right. you've taken well, that, and now you've you, gone into finding... The price. The yes, price. because it got me so thinking... Did you, answer, that, did you even manage to answer the actual question the person brought to us? What, of who sells the best salmon? Yes, Yes, and I'll tell you that at the end of my topic. I'm not going to give that information away at the beginning because nobody will listen to the rest of me rant. Well, this is a rant as well. This is not it just is. about salmon, it's also a rant. This is yeah. a passionate subject by the sounds of it. it, it honestly, it is, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll just be quiet. You, Yeah, we'll, back we'll, in your we'll box. Give you a, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a minute. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I, I, it's okay. You're I'm a... absolutely horrified that Asda want to charge £2.65 for two fillets of salmon. Are you? Is that a yes. lot? I don't eat salmon. Well, it is because you can't slap someone with a fillet. I need the rest of the salmon. But if you want to buy a whole salmon off them, it's £55. Pound. I'm pretty sure that you were talking about catching them and how to catch them. That's what you were talking yes. about last time. And that is the answer to who sells the best salmon. No the one. The local fishing lake. The local that's not that's not selling. What do you mean the local fishing lake? I don't think salmon live in lakes. This they, they only swim upstream 
I, I've, I, they're, well, they're clearly not... somebody near me is catching them out the stream and chucking them in the lake because I'm getting them out the lake with a net on a Monday morning before I go to work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Should we move on, please? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking I'm idiot. I'm done with salmon. Haley, please bring us back down to earth. Let's get, tell me you have an actual trucking related topic for your first one. Yes, I do. I do. Oh, um, well, that's no really? good. <laughs> no, not going by the trend of of this podcast. <laughs> mm. um, my topic is about HGV training, which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to talk about how the reverse manoeuvre doesn't help you reverse an Arctic at all in the real world. I think, I think we've touched on this before. Just briefly, I'm sure. I'm sure we've. I don't, I don't know if it's just me and you. We've talked about this, or if this is. But I absolutely agree with you a hundred percent. It's 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 not. I don't even think it's really a maneuver. That have you actually ever done a maneuver like that in real life before? Yes. As in, ex- basically, exactly that, where you've kind of pulled up. Apart from maybe at a services when you when you're backing into a into a bay, possibly. No, I've actually done it at a delivery, where you have to snake a blind side and then a good side. All oh, right, okay, so that is something that you actually have done. Yeah, only once. It, it, yeah, I know. I, I, you know what, Haley? Go on, so, but go on. I, I think I, I feel I feel like I've interrupted you there. No, um. Obviously, unless you've got a really supportive company that can let you kind of practice your reversing in the yard, I think you're at a loss here. Uh, There was someone who actually sent me a message some time ago um, that they'd actually passed their class one and it was their dream. They wanted to be a driver, but they couldn't pass the assessment when they applied for a job because they just couldn't reverse properly. And I, I just wanted to talk about how I don't think the uh, test procedure is very good and very useful to people that are learning unless you can practice in your custom in your uh, company's yard you don't want to get to a customer's site and or an assessment and with your car test now part of part of your car driving um with with what you do is they'll actually take you on the motorway just for basically it's, it's not part of your test but just part of your training, they'll take you on the motorway as long as you're the proper instructor, just to kind of give you a bit of a feel for it. And I, fair enough, if that's what they want to have for the actual test, but they should have it so that they do have a variety of maneuvers: how to do a blindsider, how to do a, um, like just a, a kind of a, a selection of different, um, because even. When when I had to when when I brought the truck in every day, um, he said so the guy said just leave it in the yard. I will back it into the bay, and I said, "Do you want me to do it?" He says, "No, no, no, don't, don't worry about that." I was kind of a bit like, "Well, I'll, I'm gonna have to learn how to do this at some point. Why don't you just sit in the cab with me and just talk me through it?" Rather than I, the, the first time I ever have to do it is by myself, where I'm, I'm going to. I had to go and 
like and again I, I had to go and ask people how to do certain things on my first first like my actual first delivery because I didn't fucking clear how to do it. So yeah, hundred percent I'm with you. I think a lot of the problem with it is with all tests, whether it be the HDVs, so class one and class two, or your car or your motorbike or whatever, all they're doing is teaching you how to pass the test, how to move that vehicle from point A to point B in the test and pass. They don't teach you how to drive. At no point do they teach you how to drive that wagon properly. You you officially start to learn how to drive a wagon properly when you're out on the road on your own because that reversing maneuver that they get you to do in the test for those people that don't know you drive past a cone on your left hand side you then have to blindside around the cone and then immediately near side reverse it into effectively a garage bay they call it without hitting the post at the back and knocking it over or the barrier whatever it is which is brilliant except all training companies stick a marker a cable tie normally off the wheel arch of the trailer to try help you gauge where the back of the trailer is. They teach you to turn until you see a certain point of the trailer's headboard in your mirror and then turn back the other way. Brilliant. Like I say, you will like once you've worked out where to put those markers and how long to keep them there for and then turn the other way, you will always get it in that bay. Take yourself to your first distribution center at Tesco's. You've got no cable tie sticking out off the mud flap of the back of your trailer. The trailer's completely different. You don't know how long to keep that headboard showing for. I think that the tests should be random where they're having to get you to reverse into stuff. So, all right, they teach you how to reverse into oh, it. Oh, so you're, you're talking about... Because in the car test, when you do your car one, there's like a variety of different things. Like it could be a parallel park. It could yep. be... Um, like backing into a into a, like an a, like a parking bay or whatever like that. Yeah, or reverse and, around a corner or whatever. Yes. Three point two. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, that's that is one that is um, one that I wish I'd I'd been taught because I can't remember somewhere in my first week and where I kind of come to somewhere couldn't get turned around and I had to then back around this corner. corner and I couldn't yep. see very well. I and I, I was I was absolutely shitting myself. I was categorized. I was I, absolutely. Shitting I think myself. they should have to teach you how to reverse yes. around a corner because yes. in a HGV, you know, you miss your turning. You, the only way you're going to turn around is either pray to God there's a roundabout big enough, close enough that you can go to that and spin around on it and come back, or you're reversing around a corner. That that that's the only way you can't turn them around in the middle of the road like a car. You can. So why aren't they teaching you how to reverse around a corner on your good side and on your blind side? I think you've hit the nail on the head there when you talked about they just teach you the markers. Unless you've got a training company uh, with a big space on their yard to let you get a feel for the reversing, then you're really in trouble. Uh, I know someone left a comment and said to me that they actually use the examiner place. So they their practicing pad was the test center. Well, of course, they said to me that they can't get a feel for the general reversing of the vehicle because they're on the examiner's yard and their space. So they they can do the maneuver for the test using all the markers, 
But when you're on your own, you're in trouble, like you said, when you you turn the wrong way. Then what do you do? The the first, my first trip out in an Arctic, and I, I, I know other people have had this, and again, I... I I wasn't in a privileged position as such as you were where you've got... So I think your bosses are quite understanding. They do let you actually have a bit of a play, don't they? Uh, with yeah, that kind right. of go on the trucks and do stuff. My, my induction, this is a back at Dents. I don't know wrong. I, 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 I won't, I'm not saying anything bad about the company, uh, but take this as, as you will. But basically, I... Uh, <laughs> Lads comes to front of the truck with us, and he goes, and this is on a walking floor. I, up until I started using the controls, I didn't even understand how a walking floor worked. I thought it was a conveyor inside it that kind of was my kind of. I, I didn't understand that it was kind of like slats that move up and down. I, I didn't even understand the concept. He goes, right, controls are down the back, down there. Uh, these are your keys, and you're going up to blading. That was it. So I got to I got to this spot at Bladen, and I, it was whereabouts? Um, it was you know was you know the landfill. You know, yeah, the big landfill at the top at Bladen there, right by yeah. our second yard. Yeah, well, it's it's a nasty little turn, and you've got to do this this wacky little jackknife maneuver, and then try and reverse. And this is the first reverse maneuver I have ever done. That wasn't in a test location, and I, I was like, there's elbow here, and there's the back there, and there's people walking around. I am shitting myself, and I back up to the pile, and I, I don't know how to do it. He's not showing me the controls, and I'm just like, what the hell do I do here? How? <laughs> so I had to get out. I had to go and ask a driver. Can you show me how to use this trailer, please? <laughs> and uh, yeah, just some random guy was the one who actually trained me up on how to how to use a trailer. Oh, uh, and th- and then on a, on a <laughs> on a, um, a walking floor, there's something called a bush board, which is this free moving um, kind of board in the trailer that kind of it, as as the product gets walked out, it just kind of comes out with it. I didn't know it was free moving. And when the product was completely all the way out, it was just hanging out the back. And I was like, how does he go back in again? <laughs> so I was trying to find controls, and I was trying to call up the office. I was trying to do all of this, and I, was, I couldn't work it out. And eventually I got hold of someone. This is after like half an hour of trying to work out where the controls are for this push. And he goes, oh, yeah, you just push it. It just rolls backwards. Honestly, never felt that stupid in my entire life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that wasn't bad. But yeah, 100%. There, there, there does need to be more. It, it, sh- it should be it should be like, like your car test where there is a selection of different manoeuvres that you might get. You might get reverse around a corner. You might get Bay Park. You might get... Um, uh, I, I I don't know, like a, a variety of different ones. And that, that way, you actually have to learn it, or at least be included by law or something in your yes, training. Yes, hundred percent. Well, again, the same thing um, on your is it your mod four, the one where it, it's mod four where you have to learn about all the different 
um, ways oh, of securing a load. Yeah, yeah. Did you right during your mod four? I don't know if this is just me, but on on your mod four, were you were you taught how to use a ratchet strap? Yes. Yes. Oh, you were. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh. I I was just shown that's a ratchet strap. I didn't fucking know how to use the thing. I didn't know I was supposed <laughs> to pull it down. Don't. And well, I didn't bloody know any of this, did I? And you still don't. It doesn't need to. I know how to use the button. There's three of them. One of them opens yeah. it and it's to the closet. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. I will say I do know how to use a strap now. But, um, like, say for instance, the you know the bar, uh, there's the the long yeah, bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have a clue how to use that. Wouldn't have for a clue a how to use trailers. that. Um, again, I I, I I wouldn't wouldn't have a Scooby Doo on on how to use anything like that. You know what else me. I don't agree with with the tests? Go on. Learning the routes before you do them. I don't agree with that. But there's only so many places yes. that can take you out of the test centre, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. It, it, again, I think that's that that's a hard one, isn't it? Because no matter what, it, it's not like... I think... Just with with the instructors, I think it'd be very hard for them to not show you the route as such. No, I, I haven't got an issue with them taking you on bits of the routes, but uh, it was definitely a case where I learned they basically took you to the test center and they would take you the exact way one of the routes could go. Then they'll take you back to the test center. And then they'll take you the exact way another one could go. Oh, uh, I I How didn't do they have even know? that. How do they even know? How do they, they ask, know the routes? They ask people, don't they, once they've done it, oh, what? where did you go? What route did you go? And I know my trainer tried doing that with me, and I told him, under no circumstances do I even want to go on any of these routes. And he took me completely away from Newcastle because I didn't want to know the routes. I would rather drive them blind as such. That way I felt I was paying more attention. Yeah, you're probably right in doing that. Yeah, you're probably right in doing that. The, I, I, but I mean, the, the reason why I think they shouldn't be able to do it is how many times now, Tom, especially like you'll know it, you go somewhere you've never been before and you come into a junction and you're thinking, is this a tight corner? Isn't it a tight corner? And because you don't know, you may not have split the lanes until it's too late and then you've made it a lot tighter for yourself and you've got to deal with it. I, I will say I'm quite I'm I I, I definitely toy the line between aggressive and assertive, and I, I I I'll generally take the space that I want on the road and the space yeah, yeah. that I feel if it's especially if it's like you say somewhere that I don't know I will be I, I will ride the whites I will do what I feel I need to to make sure that um, but is that something you've learned to do because of now having the experience of going places, realizing you don't know how tight it is. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that that was probably probably to do with Travis Perkins though, and having to go up some some of the horrendous places that we went. And I think in a in a way, I think I I, I was quite privileged to have had you are to have. Uh, we're not posh. I've been over this before. The Porsche garage is moving. And there was only one Bentley in a car park. Yes, and the, they are moving it a bit further down the road. But that's not the point. We're not posh in Kendall, right? Can you stop telling us that we're posh? We're, we're, mm-hmm. 
we're not posh. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't even know. I completely forgot what I was talking about now. <laughs> about riding the lines and dominating the road. Did you learn My that? God, we need, we need you on every week to keep yeah, us I'm on track. Yeah, I'm paying attention here. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing better than us, like it. Um, shall it's we move on to the next topic? Yes. Yes. It's I, yours. It is mine, yes. So um, I don't know if you know how, how much about my week you know, uh, Hale, but uh, can I call you Hale? I've just, I just realized I've just called you Hale, but uh, well. That's fine with me. I've been called much worse. I, so have I. <laughs> um, yeah, even Chris is nodding. Again, podcast, audio format. Well done there. I didn't want people to know. All right, fair enough. Um, so this week I have had... Um, I've had a puncture. I've had a, a. I've had a hose go on the as as my tip was fully up in the air, and it ejected all nearly a hundred liters of hydraulic fluid all over this uh, posh driveway. Lie, you uh, just needed to go to the toilet, and you couldn't <laughs> hold it any longer. Yeah, yeah, liters. that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a big lad. <laughs> Maybe not that big. Um, someone stole my rear lens off the trailer. Um, Not I, guilty, I'm yeah, telling you. I didn't even know that was something people do. And then I had someone nick all of my fuel while I was on the A1, which I do know the A1 is notorious for it. Whereabouts on the A1 were you? Um, can you? Can you say? Because you're not there now, so... Uh, I, can, I can't really think where it is. It'll come to me later. It was... Um, Near a motor services, I can't bloody think. Because um, it Grant Grantham. Oh yeah, no wonder you lost your fuel. All oh, right, okay. So apparently, that's uh, that's obviously a place that it happens. Um, but my question is, to and I, I, I don't you do you know do you, you do you go out and sleep or not, Haley? Or are you just are you just days? No, just a day driver. Uh, are, are you planning to go tramping or not? No. No, well... Good choice. <laughs> yeah, probably a good choice in fairness. As far as fuel theft goes, there has to be a way of preventing it. Why don't we have... Like, you know... Um, you know them garage door lights? That just that, that just kind of... Well, the, the ones that you have, like, on your outside your house, and it lights oh, up. The PIR lights, passive infrared lights, when someone moves, it illuminates... The, the movie camera lights, yes, them ones. Yeah. The PIR. Is that yeah, actually what they're called? Yes. This That's the, the little sensor on the bottom of them. Why don't they have something like that? Why can't we have something like that that points down, actually, at it, that you turn a button on and it'll set an alarm off in the cab? That can't. I've that got, surely I've, can't. I've got a better option. Go on. Is it to Just do with electricity? No, because I was thinking of that, but then I thought next to fuel that could be dangerous. Yes, yes. But you could use a salmon. A salmon launcher. Um, <laughs> I've actually got a much better idea. Get yourself a German Shepherd and chain him to the fuel tank at night. <laughs> could you imagine how much they, they won't nick it? Then. <laughs> they wouldn't nick it, would they? <laughs> I mean, it can't be my dog. Damn thing would just roll over and just... <laughs> <laughs> but the, but I, the one the one thing that I I I thought it was it's pretty bad 
having your fuel needs because you've got to think where where your where your fuel tank is. And I always like to sleep with my head by the passenger side door. So you've got these people within, in theory, a couple of feet of you, mm-hmm. maybe three feet. It is not far. They are really close to you, and it's mm-hmm. quite disconcerting it's knowing that isn't it but then you told me a story chris yes that's the, the one, point the one that, uh, the, that's the, the one where, where, where you say what you were going to oh, say okay. you know your story that like, I, I, was, I was setting you up there so you could oh, were you yeah i was Should yeah we try that again and i'll just edit that bit out no all right well anyway the previous company i used to work for uh, obviously, we drove during the daytime. Uh, sorry, drove during the nighttime and slept during the daytime. I happened to run out of time on the A34 near Oxford, parked in a layby. Um, I had probably about 500 quid's worth of fuel in the Scania at the time. It had not long been filled up. It was probably on about 80 percent. And I've, normally, I don't like parking up with a full tank. I'd had to get fuel and it was daytime and the police headquarters was about a quarter of a mile from where I was parked. You could actually see it. Holy shit. I thought it would be all right. A34, broad daylight, you know, this busy main road. No. Woke up at night to find the entire truck had been emptied of fuel. But not just me. The poor Spanish driver that was parked behind us as well, they'd emptied all of his fuel in broad daylight. That raises a question, in which case, because you've got to think about how much fuel. And if he's Spanish, that isn't the that's not on. a standard fuel tank. That's, no, a, that's the a extra proper, large ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to Completely. think how much fuel and how much weight that must be. And more to the point, they're siphoning this. If you're mm-hmm. filling up on them tanks, it's taking. I mean, just normally filling up a fuel tank, that's taking you, what, 10 minutes? 15, 10, 15 minutes, yeah. I reckon that they were is... probably at it for 45 minutes to empty both of us. Fucking hell. And I've I've heard stories. And again, I don't know if this is... I. The thing is, whenever you hear these stories, you, you always hear it off a driver who knows another driver. So driver, how true yeah. these are, I, I don't know. But I've heard stories of people waking up catching them and they're basically they turn around and say if you if you fucking say anything we'll stab you we, yeah. we we've got your license plate we know who you are we'll, we'll come for you there was a photo on facebook of a driver in europe he was getting his fuel nicked overheard it getting nicked got out of the cab to confront him no sorry he didn't hear it he was actually getting out to have a piss as he got out disturbed him obviously nicking the fuel and there was a murder investigation. They fucking killed him. Is that him. the one that was in they France? Killed him. Yes. And oh, the police yeah. put pictures what? of the trailer covered, covered in, in blood. blood. Yeah. 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 They killed the driver. And wow. I heard as well on that same story that he had his partner with him and she went knocking on all of the other doors of the trucks crying for help and no one came to the no, no one came out, out. No. to help them. Wow, mm-hmm. that's absolutely that's harrowing, isn't it? Yeah, and I've it, always said, and it's horrible 
to say it because obviously my employer listens to this and he knows it, but he would probably say the same. If anything disturbed me like that in the middle of the night, I ain't getting out. No, I'll open the curtains and I'll put the truck lights on and I'll have a look in the mirrors and if I can see them, I'll phone the cops. They ain't going to get there in time, but I'm not getting out. They take what they want. Some people say that they'd what they would do is they would put the horn on, blare the horn, but I don't, I don't, I genuinely, I'm not, it, it's one of them un, until you're actually in the situation where mm-hmm. it's actually happening. I, I don't, I don't really know what I would do in that situation. I do. You, so here's a question for you. And this is something I had, um, and it, even still, I think, I think this is something for you as well, Hayley, just leaving in the truck in the yard, because again, they'll, they'll, if they can go anywhere, they'll, they'll if mm-hmm. it can be nicked, they will try and bloody nick it. Do you yep. do you lock your fuel cap? No. Yeah. No. Neither do I. It doesn't even because uh, that is an option that's for that. Pure... Say yeah, that again, well, sorry. mine's pure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you just talk well, over the whole over the guest. Don't worry about it, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. fine. Yeah, just just be rude. Yeah, it's fine. Go on. Say, say it again. Sorry. I just said it doesn't even have an option for that. It doesn't even oh, have the... a thing to <laughs> lock. <right. laughs> it just doesn't have a lock on it. Well, it's. When when Mercedes called up after this has happened, they'd ask me um, how much damage have they caused to the yeah. uh, the lock Thanks. and how much damage they caused to the fuel um, that's your fuel tank. And I said, I, 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 none. I don't lock it, and I, and I don't. I, and I, that's some of that. When I when I started working for John Beatty's, that's what other drivers were telling me to do: don't lock mm-hmm. it. If yeah. if they're gonna get in they're going to get in and yeah. if you if you lock it and you put a proper anti-siphon fuel cap on there what they do apparently and again this is something that i've heard off other drivers who've heard of the drivers they just drill into the bottom of the fuel thing yeah and, and just take yeah. it out like that there's several is... ways so the obviously they'll try to go through the top of your fuel cap first if that's locked they'll try smash that off but then they might not want to make that much noise. They can rip the fuel sender out of the top of the tank and just pull the fuel out of there, or they'll just cut the pipes and take it from there or drill a hole in the bottom of your tank. And the way I've always looked at it is if the fuel gets nicked, it's what, 400, 300, 400 quids worth of fuel. If they've not had to damage anything to get in, it's only going to cost three, 400 quid. If they have to smash the lock, you're going to have to buy a new lock. If they have to smash the fuel sender, it needs a new fuel sender putting on it. If they have to drill the tank, it needs an entire new tank, plus the cost of all the fuel that they get. Yeah. So, Well, I I, I had this discussion with my boss on the weekend uh, when I came back on Friday, and he said, uh, he asked me, did you lock it? And I said, I said no, I, I intentionally don't lock it. And he mm-hmm. says, "Well, what what about going on in future?" And I said, "No, still, even in future, I'm I'm not going to lock it. Um, I just i I don't think it is worth the. In the end of the day, I had to wait for someone to come out and put some fuel in, and then I had to go to the fuel yeah. stator stop. That was it. If they'd damaged, like if they pried it off with a crowbar, they'd done something like that. In the day, that's going to cause damage to the tank itself. That's going to have to get repaired. That might mean recovery. That may because I can't just drive around without a fuel cap on. 
The cost um, just goes through the roof. So it, and, it's it's just not doesn't seem you know something that's that's viable. No. Have, 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 have you guys? I don't know if you have, have you guys ever had anyone coming into the yard and nicking stuff or not at your at your spot. Uh, not at this place, and not that we could prove at the other place. But I've had stuff go missing out of a wagon. Was it another driver, or have I misplaced it, or eh, nobody ever found out? How about you? Uh, how about you, Haley? Uh, I think the company I've had people break in and um, steal some of the stuff, some of the load. Uh, quite recently, oh, right. oh, actually, I think a few, a few weeks ago, they had something. Yeah. You know what always amazes me is when you see companies saying they've had a trailer stolen out of the yard. How the hell did somebody get in the yard that, that they didn't know? <laughs> it, just I, I just can't. Yeah, yeah, they take a loaded trailer and drag it out of the yard. It's like, I mean, is the security guard rape. on the gate that stupid that he can't but, work out? But then again, he, I not mean, necessarily from the yard though. Might be from wherever else they store the trailer. Like on a, if they swap trailers. Well, see, Nessa was talking about this, where they thought someone had uh, nicked one of the trailers at uh, Nolan's. It turned out that I think it turned out that the person who's bringing it down had had a, had a forty-five and fell fell asleep in the cab. <laughs> so that's actually what what it, what it was. But and again, when she was saying it, I, I was just like, no, that can't be. That can't be similar. But you're actually saying, no, no, this is. This yeah. is something that does happen. It does happen. Christ. Yeah. You've well, got to have some ever, to do that. Yeah, the first ever company I worked for, Fowler Welsh, I was uh, on the last day of my week and they had me on locals. And I'd done a couple of like Tesco store deliveries, went back into the office and they says, ah, oh, here's a postcode. We need you to drive to it. There's one of our trailers there that shouldn't be there. <laughs> so you're going to drive. It's on an industrial estate. And from what we can see on Google Maps, the, the trailer is parked on a main road, like on the industrial estate. So just hook up to it and drag it back. Yeah, no problem. So trundles down the road. It was only about well, did, an hour did away. Not, what, did they not even tell you beforehand what the deal was? No, no. no. So I just trundled at an hour, an hour down to this industrial estate to the postcode that they gave us, driving round. Couldn't see this trailer for love nor money. It's a fridge trailer, right? 13 foot nine high. 13 meters long you so should be it, able to it's see it. that you should generally yeah, you should be speaking able be able to see like reasonably easily yeah. yeah yeah so i can't see it so i phoned the office i can't find this bloody trailer anywhere so they looks on the tracker because obviously the units tracked and so was the trailer yeah you're right next to it no i'm not you're right next to it no really i'm not <laughs> right next to this trailer so they said We'll video call you so you can show us what's around you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so the video calls us. So I start showing them around. This is it's right next to you, but we can't see it either. Other side of the fence that's next to me, right, is a Fowler Welsh fleet maintenance van that's parked up on his driveway. Yeah. Turns out the trailer had been decommissioned. He took the tracker out of it, but they hadn't took it off the system. The tracker was in the back of his van. 
they tracked the trailer going down the road and panicked. Oh, that's funny as anything. That's probably <laughs> fucking yeah. up. Right, should we move on to our final topic? Well, yeah. I say our, our our guests. It's not final ours. topic. Yeah, it's, I know it's not ours. That's why I just said our guest. All right. <laughs> uh, well, my final topic, being an ex-teacher, uh, was is uh, school. So, what were you like when you were at school? What kind of student were you? And what were your favourite subjects or your worst oh, subjects? Oh God! Do you really oh, want to ask God. that? <laughs> 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 yeah. Can I just point I out w- that? Although you had since Monday to think of your topic, I didn't even know we needed topics until like an hour ago. So yeah. this is off the cuff. Yeah. What? Can't no. Think why. No, you can't say yeah. that. Right, you can't say that. Can. And we have. This is on you. No, it's on you. Anyway, right, <laughs> on to the question. What was I like at school? Uh, if my mum's listening, I was very good at school. <laughs> Um, if any of my former teachers are listening, they will say otherwise. Uh, I hated school. Um, I've never been very academic at learning. So someone can sit there and teach me all they want and read it from a book. It goes in one ear and out the other. I am a a practical hands-on type of learner. So school for me was a challenge as just as much as it was a challenge for my teachers i got thrown out of my german class quite often for throwing textbooks stuff like that i've been suspended you were that you were that student were you Mm -hmm. i've been suspended from school for weeks at a time wow Um, i never thought you were like this this like rogue this bad boy do you want to know the best bit my mum was a teacher at the same school. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, Can you imagine I, the staff I, I, Oh, my words. Shit, poor woman. <laughs> yeah, um, and then my brother was the same. Oh, was he? Um, so if any of my teachers uh, happen to be listening, I, I, I apologise. Um, <laughs> no, I, again, I, I wasn't... Um, I mean... I, I, I could be. See, I'm I'm dyslexic, and it it wasn't it, it the school that I was at just didn't clock onto it. Uh, and when even when my mom, when my mum went and said he's he's very clearly dyslexic, they they just straight just said no, he's he's not. He's uh, yeah, they just kind of just just denied it as such. And did they yeah. just claim you were stupid? Yes, basically. I mean, which I, which right I, I definitely work, am. I definitely yeah, am. I, 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 I 100% agree with that. But uh, I am also dyslexic. And I mean, I, the thing was, I, a lot of the teachers that I had, would, there weren't, there was a lot of them that just weren't, just didn't give a shit. Um, but there were a couple. And when I had one, and he was called Dr. Laird, and he was my science teacher. And I went from, being like one of the worst students to being put in the top set class because of the way he taught, and like the the way he kind of the way he kind of broke stuff down, and the way and it, I, it kind of he broke it down in a way that I understood it, and he was phenomenal, and that's the only reason why I got like good grades in science was him. 
Like a, a good a, a teacher who actually gives a shit makes all the difference. And uh, there's unfortunately, and I don't know if this was just in my in my school, but probably probably a lot of schools that I think there are always going to be just teachers who just don't care, and just they're not there to teach. But then there are them other teachers like like Buck Led who was just. Yeah, astonishing. Like, I, I like think so good. a lot of the problem is, and I'm going to defend the teachers here, is the fact that they've got 30-odd students in a class that all have different learning styles and different requirements for being taught the same thing. Like, it can't be easy at all trying well, to teach. Okay. Here's, the, a, here's a question. 30 you, young adults that are all trying to find their way in life and basically i'd say probably 50 percent of a class want to be assholes and set fire to the gas taps in science and i never done that obviously okay so Haley, as did what did you think there was a difference between the way that you were taught at school and the way that you were taught to teach if that makes sense, yeah. It, did you find that that there was this, like, the, as it, as in, like, is? I mean, I I, I know that uh, my son, he's he's very clearly dyslexic as well, but the school, his 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 primary school, has clocked onto it immediately. Now, this is my secondary school who was denying it. My primary school, just I don't even think they even knew what dyslexia was. Um, so people with who do have like different like learnings, like kind of need to be taught in a different way, different learning styles. Because in the day, if you're dyslexic, like like me, it's not like you're stupid, you just you just your brain just works wacky. Slightly different, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean mine definitely works very differently, but yeah. <laughs> It definitely takes the information in. It takes useless information in. That's the thing that annoys me. Like, And then asks a thousand questions on uh, those useless information. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There, there are th certain things that do break my brain, and I have to know everything about it. But, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Wait, what, wait. So why have you come out? What, what's made you come out of teaching? Let, let me let, let me actually come. Wow. Chris. What? Did we just become a proper proper podcast? Yeah, I think that was like a super a intelligent question. Yeah, it was. What's Slap going yourself. on? Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't even feel like I can, I can ask the question again without. I feel like I need to have a suit on or something. But like, what made you come out of teaching? What what's what's made you what what made you come over come into in, into the the good side? Because I I I know I know what it is that. For me, why I kind of I came out of IT, but wait, what's out out of a job like teaching? That's not that's not a job. I I can I can imagine you just you don't just fall into that job. It's not something that it, like IT is something like you've got an interest in computers, so you start doing jobs with computers. But what you know, what got you into teaching and what got you out of it? Uh, well, truthfully, what got me into it was um, I did my university degree um, in biomedical science to work in a lab, uh, but there was no jobs involving working in a lab. 
And with my, like a good student, with my university loans, I kind of financed a motorbike. And then when it got to the part that was the end of the degree, I had no money and I needed a job. And there was no jobs in science in a lab. So some guy came in and did a lecture about becoming a teacher. And at the time, there was a shortage of teachers in science. Um, and he gave a lecture that said that you train for nine months and they pay you to train. And then you, at the end, you're a qualified teacher and you can 90% find a job in the schools where you do your placement. Uh, so I thought, well, that's great. I'm going to be on this course for nine months and I'm going to get some money and pay off my bike. I only had one year. That was my intention, just to do it for that reason and then uh, go back into the science work in the lab. But I was offered a job where I trained and uh, I liked it. But, yeah, and what got me out of it was, although it's not something I initially always wanted to do, I had a passion for it in the end, and I liked to see the kids do well and put the extra effort in for those kids that needed the extra help. And, you know, every class that I was in, um, and it wasn't, I wasn't taught the way I'd like to be taught, like you said earlier, or the teachers didn't seem to care or something. I did everything I could to make sure that my kids didn't feel like that. Um, and then in the end, it turns out that most schools aren't about the kids and about teaching. It's just about ticking boxes for Ofsted. So it yeah. becomes not about the kids anymore. It becomes about um, box ticking, really. It's, have a, you, it's, it's have strange you how your, your... Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say it's strange how your first topic and your second are are very much linked in yeah. the fact of teaching now is a box ticking exercise making sure that they've just ticked all the boxes and yeah it is it, it's an absolute shame it, funny it, just going, going off on a, a bit of a tangent which obviously i know we're known for that tangents. i know but um i've got a friend who actually lives on my street and um, he might just listen to this podcast as hi Tom, by the way. Uh, but he's now a Did driving you just instructor. Say hi to yourself. No, he's also called Tom as well. He's he's a driving instructor. But he actually he I, I can't I can't remember what it was. But it, he he had again he had a degree in summer. And he he actually worked in a lab, but he worked um, up at Hexham, and I can't think what the bloody place is called. Um, what Don't was, ask me. What's, I just what's, lived near it. Yeah, what's the big MDF place up at Hexham called? Uh, Eggerboard. Egger. Yeah, yeah. He worked up there um, in the labs, basically kind of like checking all the wood samples as they come through and actually doing all of that. So he he did lab work and still ended up in in well the automotive automotive industry. But it, I, I I there's there's something for me and kind of going back around to it, it for for kind of for my brain. There's something quite satisfying about trucking, in the sense of um, I I can imagine it, and I think I might have said again. I don't know if this is something I've said privately to you, Chris, or if it's something I've said on the podcast. But I could, I could definitely liken it to the army, 
in the sense of you have a routine, a structure, something that is mm-hmm. very kind of um, you kind of know what you're doing all the time, yeah. where you're at, where you're up to, and I think that was. Uh, it, that that was still something because kind of even at school you never I I didn't feel like I ever had a routine it always felt like it was a bit out of control it was always it kind of felt kind of maybe like kind of a lack of control with it as such except for with teachers and you know what now that I'm thinking about it it I think the reason why that teacher was as good as they were was because there was a, a story, a kind of pattern to how he actually taught it. Mm-hmm. And again, there was kind of like that you kind of, you knew what was coming, you knew what to expect and stuff like that. And again, it, I think for people like like me, I guess like all of you really is, is yeah, that, that kind of the, the, that routine is, um, nice. it's, it's comforting. It is. Do you it's, want to know why I became a truck driver? Go on. So if if I ever I'll, go I'll... back to my if I ever go back to my school reunion and see my teachers, I can say, "See, I do get paid to stare out a window and just stick my fingers up and walk <laughs> off." <laughs> um... I can sort of disagree though on on what you say about trucking being routine, because as a teacher and in a school, your whole life is governed by the school bill. That's the day, uh, the time when so the school Tom's. day starts. It's governed the by great. Ends. <laughs> yeah, it, and it and it's is, nice yeah. to get in the truck and have my break when I want it, not when the bell goes for the, for when the kids have their break, for example. But again, maybe maybe that kind of maybe there is maybe maybe that is the kind of control thing. The fact that you are still, even though there is a routine, there is, you know where you're up to, stuff like that, you are always kind of, you're very much in control of your life. Uh, whereas at school, it's, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, f- I feel like I might have just contradicted my point by saying that, but um, I, I don't know, just to, it, for me, that there is something quite, that there is a routine to it, there's a comfort to it, there's kind of like always knowing where you're up to with it. That's that's kind of like you know, there's there's no there's no sudden changes. There's no right. We're, we're suddenly we're now talking about the American Civil War, and you were uh, only just kind of we? catching up. I, I don't so know. So we're going from the price of salmon to the you've American Civil salmon. War. You brought salmon, and up. you've just brought the American Civil War. So for that's next week's example. topic, oh Jesus Christ! Right, are but we yeah, done? I think we might be done. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we've already exhausted all the topics. Yeah, because you see, we've got a routine to stick to and we've gone over an hour. So I, I, before I, Tom know gets what? really upset. The, this is actually, I think this is the first time that we've we've overrun by this much. So, yeah, quite. Yeah, so quite. In, in which case, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Haley, but basically, yeah, um, we, we have sat here and talked longer than we would normally and you've ruined the podcast. So uh, well done, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> you look, you look so, so happy I'll be invited that. again. <laughs> Before we kick you off, is there anything you would like to shout and scream about for your channel or Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, just my channel and everything is all the same name. It's Truck Driver Haley. If you want to check me out and see my transition from class two to class one. 
because um, I'm going to be filming uh, some videos. Van driver to class one, please. Not yeah. a van driver. <laughs> a heavy van it's driver. A, I, I will say, I, I, you've got a, um, a, your channel has quite a nice um, feel to it as such. It's it's kind of like, it, it's quite um, relaxed. Pink and fluffy. I wasn't no. going to say pink and fluffy. I was going to say relaxed. <laughs> relaxed. No, it's not not pink and fluffy. Ness's channel's more pink and fluffy than anyone's, really. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, fair one. <laughs> but um, my channel yeah, is it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's mellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah mellow. I, I think it's actually a perfect time if people haven't been and checked you out to go check you out because they will see that transition period between yeah, yeah. class two and class one, and that is something that not a lot of the other channels have shown because predominantly they're either class two or they've started the channel when they're class one. So obviously I will put links to your channel in the description, wherever it is. It's not going to be down below because we're on a podcast. So it could be on the dashboard, the phone, anywhere like that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But just generally in life. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> So I want to say thank you very much for listening. If you haven't listened, have you managed to get this far? And I shall catch you in the next one. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.